0: In fact, along those lines, the average left-behind episode script is 15 to 18 pages, single-spaced. And it includes, on average, 112 footnotes from 42 sources. That's a lot of research. Hello, Anastasia Harmon here. Thanks for joining me for Left Behind the Scenes. These are mini episodes that I'll publish occasionally, and they allow me to chat with you in an informal, close to one-on-one format. In these episodes, I'll offer you answers to frequently asked questions about the Left Behind podcast, descriptions about how I research the people I highlight, and details on topics that tie into Left Behind episodes. So let's get started. I am particularly excited about this episode because it marks the 1 year anniversary of the Left Behind podcast. I can't believe it's been a year since I nervously and with great trepidation pushed publish on that very first episode. 8 people downloaded it that first week, and that was just amazing to me. Now, since then, listenership has grown by leaps and bounds. So, I thank you for tuning in each week and being part of this unprecedented journey. Now, I published that first episode of Left Behind on Monday, January 30th, 2023. I chose this date for a very specific reason. It's the anniversary of when the Cabanatuan POW camp was liberated on the night of January 30th to 31st, 1945. And among the men liberated that night was my great-grandfather, Alma Sam, who, as you probably know, is the inspiration for this podcast. So January 30th is an important date in the overall Philippines World War II history. And it's important to me specifically. Personally, I've always memorialized that liberation anniversary, and that's why I chose it for the launch date of the Left Behind podcast. So now... On that date, I also get to celebrate the podcast's accomplishments in helping to tell these men's stories. So let's take a quick look at what we've accomplished in the past 12 months. First off, this is the 43rd episode. And that means if you've been with me from the very beginning, you've listened to 26.3 hours of stories about the people left behind when the US surrendered the Philippines. And to take that further, It would take someone more than a full day to binge the entire first year. And actually, just for curiosity's sake, I looked up how many in-class hours a three-credit semester-long history college course would take. And it's 42 to 45 in-class hours. So you're about 60% of the way through an entire semester of a World War II history class. And you didn't have to pay tuition. Plus, I did all the research and paper writing for you. In fact, along those lines, the average left behind episode script is 15 to 18 pages single spaced, and it includes on average 112 footnotes from 42 sources. That's a lot of research, and as a researcher and historian, I think it's important to document what I found. So no complaints here, although I have to admit I don't love writing footnotes, but I've come up with a few hacks to alleviate the documentation drudgery so I can spend more time on telling the story. Together, we have learned the amazing and unbelievable World War II stories of 67 people. That's 58 servicemen, 5 nurses, and even 4 civilians. Most of the people highlighted are Americans, but I have been able to tell the stories of 9 Filipino servicemen, and that's something I'm personally proud of because researching the lives of Filipinos is not as fruitful from a storytelling perspective as researching the lives of Americans. I just don't have access to as many records and resources. So far, Left Behind episodes have been downloaded by people in 39 countries. The top five being the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, and the Philippines. Interestingly, at least to me, Japan ranks number 10 for downloads. And so far, we've covered the initial declaration of war in the Philippines, Japan's first air and ground attacks on that country, the battle and fall of Bataan, and the siege of Corregidor. So basically, the first five months of World War II condensed into one year. (laughs) So what's on the docket for year two? Well, the next few full-length episodes will focus on the fall of Corregidor. And, finally, I'll include an episode focused on my great-grandfather. I have wanted to tell his story for the past year, but I've been holding off and honestly pushing it back to have it fit in the right place. We'll get a detailed look at life in the Cabanatuan POW camps, which was the largest Japanese-controlled POW camp during World War II. And we'll go inside some of the POW work camps in the Philippines. I'm looking forward to telling you the story of my great-grandfather's marching companion. His name was Harry Whitman. After they were separated in the camp, my great-grandfather never knew what happened to him, but I discovered his story. I'll also tell you the tragic story of the POW who started this whole research project 15 years ago. I have a special place in my heart for these two brave men, and I very much look forward to when I can share their stories with you. I also intend to find stories about minority American servicemen. This is kind of tricky because few Asian and African American individuals were in the U.S. Army's Philippines units at the beginning of World War II. However, there were a few Japanese American servicemen in the U.S. forces whose stories I want to tell you. And by few, I mean, I have found three. Further, I'm trying to track down lives of the handful of African-American servicemen I've come across. In early World War II, African-Americans could serve in very limited, non-battle positions in the U.S. military. Research has been tricky so far because they have pretty common names and trying to put the right man with the right name It can be complicated, but I am pushing forward and I hope to be able to tell you some of these stories. In addition, there were quite a few new Mexican servicemen in the Philippines during this time. Many of those men have Hispanic or Native American roots, and I know that they had to deal with prejudice and other similar things from their own allied comrades. So we'll take a look into that unique and unfortunate dynamic. Now, I'll continue publishing a new full-length story-based episode every other week, as well as dropping these short left-behind-the-scenes episodes about once a month in a gap week. I've got some interesting topics to discuss with you, and I'm working on some potential interviews that I think you'll enjoy. So that's a quick look back at year one and some things to be excited about in year two. Now, could I ask you a favor to help me celebrate this one-year milestone? Would you share your favorite episode of Left Behind with someone you know who is as into World War II history as we are? I thank you very sincerely for helping me spread the word about these people and their service. And that's Left Behind the Scenes for today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and or follow the podcast so that you're the first to know when I drop next week's episode, which is about the stalwart American Marines who faced down the Japanese landing forces on Corregidor Island, you won't want to miss that. Have a fantastic week.